Professor Halloween. It's a good night. <laughs> it really is for a change. We got warm weather outside. This is awesome, if you ask me. Yes, it's getting there. <laughs> but, it's nice. But it's supposed to turn cold. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're gonna well, go. it's that time, you know, February and March is kind of iffy. It is. Especially when you're older. How about that? Oh, I know. All the aches and pains we've talked about. <laughs> so, are you ready to talk about age tonight a little bit? Yeah, I heard. So, we're talking about my older co-worker keeps getting passed up by my younger co-worker for motion. Oh, yes. Well, this is becoming quite common lately, I understand, uh, from what I'm hearing. On the other hand, I would uh, suggest this has been going on forever. It's time for the old guard to step aside, let the new guard go in, get out there and retire. Uh, also makes the numbers look good as far as the number of new jobs that are being given from some of the readings. Uh, a lot of people retired during COVID. Uh, while that was going on, they didn't want to go back to the office. Can't blame them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had some of that. <laughs> yep. And so here we are. But the issue becomes, and we'll talk with the masters tonight, it's one of those things we all have something to bring to the table. There's an intergenerational issue there. Uh, sometimes older employees, they get depressed uh, because they feel like they're not valued anymore. They're worthless. Uh, you also hear older employees sometimes complaining, you know, what are the new employees trying to do here? We've already tried this three times before in my <laughs> years that I've been here for 30 plus and it never worked. And that's not a good attitude to take either because sometimes something old, just by, by a small twist, it can make a difference. Yeah. And times change as well. People's attitudes, thoughts, uh, and healthcare in particular, you know, how they view particular medications, it differs as time progresses. But I always like to hear, you know, the, the old folks <laughs> smarting at the younger ones and the youngers coming out, you know, it's time for y'all just to go to pasture. <laughs> so, right. And I'm kind of in the middle because I'm the Generation X, the forgotten. The for I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the forgotten one. That's right. Well, tonight's story, though, uh, we're going to talk about an individual who started off young, uh, but as he became older, he faced a particular situation of young people. And I'll, I've got to give a lot of background on this, but we'll finally get to the, the gist, uh, the main point. Toward the end of it, I know I've got 15 minutes. <laughs> we were trying to get into that. So I will do my best. Okay. Uh, we start with the prophet Elijah. We talked about Elijah before. Uh, one of the most, if you want to call it renowned, known, spoke of in the scriptures. Uh, if you re remember, I'll just give one of it. Elijah was the one who tried to take on Jezebel. Uh, he killed all the prophets of Jezebel, had him slain. Uh, this was when Elijah you know, said, bring all your uh prophets, sorcerers, whatever out here, musicians, you know, and tr try to light your sacrifice to your God, then I will do it to the real God, one and true God. And of course, uh, needless to say, they couldn't get after they were dancing around, you know, and cutting themselves. And Elijah was agging them on, come on, you know, dance more, scream more, you know, maybe your God's not listening. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. But there that. came a time. Thanks for the reminder. Okay. There came a time when Elijah was getting old. And it was time for him to start moving on, if you want to call it that. So God had him choose a younger gentleman called Elisha. I'm going to get this, you know, the Rebecca and all that like we've done before. <laughs> oh, so bear with me. I'll try to keep all this straight. So Elisha was chosen to be 
the follower of Elijah and subsequently take over as prophet. We don't know a lot about Elisha. We know he was a farmer. We also know that when Elijah went to him, he was plowing. We presume it's probably on his father's farm. Um, he did ask, you know, can I go see my mom and dad and say goodbye to them? And so Elijah said, that's fine. But something that he did was quite unique in that the uh, the pool, the livestock, cows, whatever he was using, oxen, most likely, he turned around and he killed those and he took the plow and he caught it fire and he turned around and used the fire from what he had in his, again, the plow and so on to actually cook the meat. And then he gave the meat to all and fed everybody in the community with it. Pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. But the real walkaway message with that is how many times have we been, I'll call it shackled, you can call it that, to a, something in our former life, and we just never could get away from it. We always had to go back. He made it quite clear to himself, if you ask me, that he wasn't going back. I'm going with this man in front of me. His name is Elijah. I'm going to follow him. By the way, Elisha was very, very loyal to Elijah through the whole process. So that's where we start. Um, we he also, was like a mentor. He was his mentor. And he stayed with him till he day he died. He never, from what I read in the scriptures, he never challenged him. Uh, he didn't abandon him. He was always there with him. Now, we'll talk in a few minutes about Elijah leaving uh, and Elisha being in charge. But there's a couple of things to note here is when Elisha did come in charge, when Elijah left this earth, I'm going to call it. But we'll say died because we'll talk about that. Left this earth. We were still in a mess, Israel was. They had pretty much abandoned God because Jezebel, who we spoke about, and she was a, a real meanie one, so to speak, she had turned God's people to serving Baal, B-A-L, and all the idolatry, the sexual acts, all that was going on. And so Elijah, when he left, she was still there and all this was still going on. So Elisha's now coming in in charge, so to speak. I may mention later about how Elisha took care of her. Um, let that kind of go. Um, but the points we want to make tonight is that Elisha had a couple of things that show his, his strength, so to speak. There was a particular uh, military uh, that was against the Israelis. And that particular uh, military was trying to make camp around the Israelites. And in doing so, Elisha, of course, is hearing from God. And Elisha would tell the king of Israel, don't go over there because they're going to be there tonight. Don't go there because they're going to be on, over there tonight. Well, this king was so upset for the Ammonites, is what they were, was so upset that he called him, you know, his council, his people. He wants to know who's the traitor among us. He says, you know, who is siding with Israel? And they said, no one's siding with Israel. Well, someone has to be. They always know where we're going to be. And they said, it's that guy, Elisha, their prophet. He said, well, where is he? So anyway, they went and checked around, and they found out where Elisha was. So we'll just say there, he's in City X. And so the king of the Ammonites turned around and sent his troops there. So that when Elisha woke up the next morning, the whole city was surrounded. Well, one of the people there, I called a plebe, servant, whatever, said, uh, you know, 
Lord, Elisha, what, what are we going to do? And Elisha said, there's nothing to worry about. Now, most times we'd be like, we'd be freaking out at that point. Elisha yeah. says, there's no problem. And so he prayed real quick and said, God, please open his eyes. So the little fellow that's standing beside him all at once, he saw not only the chariots out here from the Ammonites, he also saw on the hill all of these fiery chariots, horses, men, and they were the chariots of God. And so, you know, the kid's kind of like, wow. Yeah, really. <laughs> so then Elisha, and again, he was very devout to God. He believed. In fact, I'm going to take a little step back. When Elijah, his mentor, left, and Elijah asked him, what do you want of me before I leave? He said, I will double your spirit. Man, talk about spunk. Mm. <laughs> Elijah says, that's a pretty big ask. But in truth, God gave it to him. In fact, Elisha, the mentee, performed more miracles than Elijah did. They, from my, my reads, it was double foe, twice as many. In fact, in the scriptures, from what I'm gathering, he, again, text giving us information, he performed more miracles than anyone else except Jesus during his time. Oh, or, wow. Yeah, it was something. Hi, everyone. Did you know that the Bible holds the answer to any situation you face? Learn to match every situation you face with the Bible using my STOIC training method. God is wanting to help. You just need to remember that it's the situation that keeps your connection with Him. Join me at StoicMatchmaker.com where all my training materials are free on registration. But, so, they're surrounded. You see the army up there. Well, what happens? Washa. Turns around and prays, and he said, you know, God, please make them blind. And so he did so. So Elisha walks out there among them, and, you know, who are you looking for? What you looking for? Oh, we're looking for this guy, Elisha, whatever. He says, oh, well, you know, follow me. I'll show you where to go, and I'll, and I'll take you right to him. <laughs> and all the time, it's Elisha saying this. So I say, is that a lie? I'm not going to get into that. But it was uh, somewhat some trickery, we could say. So what did he do? He took them all the way back to where the king of Israel was. I don't know how much of a journey was. I didn't go look up the distance. But he took them right into the middle of the city <laughs> of where the king of Israel and all of his men were. And then he asked God, you know, open their eyes. And of course, when they did, they're like, we're surrounded. We're going to die. That's about <laughs> what it amounts to. And so the king's like, hey, you know, should we kill him? Hey, should we kill him? Asked him twice. And I said, no. He said, go get him food and water. Give them a feast, feed them, and then we'll send them back. So the king did what they said, what he said, the prophet said. They fed him, fed him well, and then they sent him back. Guess what? Amnots never bothered Israelis again. That's <laughs> that I wouldn't think. Took care of that one. Yeah. So now I'm going to get down to the Jezebel part. What Elijah, his mentor, was not able to do, Elisha did. Now, so far in everything I've told you, this is like the younger one's doing better than the older one, okay? They're, they're winning there, but I'm going to get to the story, the bottom line story to end, how the, the older one, so to speak, won out. So Jezebel, how he handled her, Elisha appointed a new king who was a warrior. And so he had that king appointed. Well, Jezebel already had her son appointed. 
as being the king. So that just automatically caused a civil war to occur. Well, needless to say, Elisha's man won. And so, in fact, when they went, and we talked about this before, when Jezebel was standing at the top of the city, so to speak, on the city wall, <laughs> when Elisha's man, you know, came up there, the soldier, he told the servants, push her off the wall. And they did. And needless to say, she died. And what Elijah had said, that she would be eaten by the dogs, the answer is that was. The, dog, the dogs started feeding off of her. Yes, they were hungry. So that came true. So now we come to the point of Elijah leaving and Elisha being in control now. Elijah knew that it was his time. So he knew he needed to retire. <laughs> How about that? So he and Elisha were walking and came to the River Jordan, I understand. And other prophets were around watching this, and they stayed back. And so Elijah had the waters parted by praying to God, so the waters were parted. And so they went across, and when they got to the other side, all at once a chariot from heaven, a fiery chariot, grabbed Elijah and took him off. Mm -hmm. right. Now, Elijah was the only person that I'm aware of besides Jesus that was taken from this earth. But in fact, Jesus, of course, left after death. Elijah was actually taken alive. That's the only one that I'm aware of in the literature. Mm. Now, the interesting part, add to that, it's interesting, is that the prophets were seeing some of this from what I gather in the literature. But they definitely saw when Elisha was coming back, he took the cloak, the coat, that had fallen off of Elijah, and he had it rolled up, and he asked, you know, God do for me as you did for my mentor, and he hits the water, and the water part again, and he came across. So we do know for sure that the prophets saw that, the others. So they knew, and they all knew that Elijah was leaving, but now they knew that Elisha was in charge, okay? The only peculiar thing that was interesting, they thought possibly that Elijah, the one who was swooped up, may still be around somewhere. He may have fallen out of the chariot. <laughs> so <laughs> they kept bothering Elisha, saying, let us send up search parties for him. Now, you could say that was a weakness because he gave in to the masses and he said, just go have your search party. No, I'm fine. Go for it. Well, neither say they did. They came back and said we didn't find him. He said, I told you so. Mm -hmm. So that should be it. I should say our story's over if we say, well, oh, whoa, 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 what about the children, you know, the, the, the younger people? Well, the whole township knew about this, what had happened, and that, you know, Elisha is now. But there's a couple of things about Elisha I didn't tell you to begin with. Number one, Elisha apparently, from what I can gather, may not have been that good looking of a man. Number two, Elisha was bald. So we do know he had probably a little age on him compared to youth young people. And anyway, after all these things that occurred, Elisha's on his journey to go to another town. In doing so, some of the literature calls it children, some people call it youth, but let's just say they weren't, you know, little swaddling clothes kids. They were old enough to know to do better than what they were doing. So they were calling him Baldy. <laughs> oh, <geez>. oh, yeah. <laughs> 
and they were the day they oh yeah they were they were jeering him needless to say and they were telling him he needed to leave and what they were inferring is that they were telling him you need to go like elisha did get out of here because they were having a ball with elisha being gone doing their bad deeds, whatever, their hearts were hardened against God still, la di da di da So Elisha looked at him, and he prayed to God, and two female bears came out. There were 42, at least, people, according to the scripture, young men, who were torn apart. Now, I'm not saying they were all killed, but I'm sure some of them were. But they were definitely injured and harmed. There may be more people than that there, but the Bible says 42. The point to be made, and this is where I'm going to leave tonight, and this is cheeky, I know it, I think that's the term, <laughs> is that careful who you mess with. And I'm not going to say be careful messing with an older person, but I will say this. Be careful messing with a person who has God on their side. Now, that person may not be Elijah or Elisha in the sense they have the miracles and the power of God directly in their hands. But you never know how the good Lord may get you down the road if you're messing with one of his people. And Daddy's told me that many, many times. I know, and you know I'm a lawyer, but he says, lawyers don't sue Christians. Well, how about non-Christians? You shouldn't do that either. But just remember, don't sue Christians. You won't be forgiven for that, I don't think. But we all know if you pray for forgiveness, change your heart and so on. But he was trying to make a point with me. If that's a Christian, you better leave them alone. So I leave snakes alone, don't like them, and I leave Christians alone. When it comes to trying to get even. And the reason for that, I have my own senses. And, you know, I think things, is, you know, sometimes you want to say things that I should when I get in bad situations. I do well and hug my tongue, but still it crosses my mind when customers get on my nerves. Yeah. But again, the bottom line, careful who you mess with, particularly if it's someone older. They may know a little bit more than what you know. Yeah. And, mm. Right. So I'm done for the and night. I think we were all like that even when we were younger. Oh, yeah. You know, well, they don't know what they're talking about. We knew, we knew everything. I'll disagree. The only thing I tried that with my uncle, who's a farmer, that didn't work out too well. <laughs> he had me out there in the fields to see if I could do something a little different. I didn't like that, to be honest with you. I, I kind of lost that one. Yeah. <laughs> he knew more than what I knew. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's kind of funny. Mm. Well, thanks for sharing that story. You're more than welcome. You always have the best story. That was awesome. I don't know. I have to dig around with them. We're still trying to come so up with them for next week. No, you always come up with <laughs> I got to find one that fits. All right. Well, <laughs> well I'm done, perfect. boss. Thank you. And thank everyone for joining us and have a great week. Hey, guys, by the way, if y'all do sign up on the website, if you'll just take a peek, sign up as a guest. It's no charge. We get to spend her dimes. I'm serious. You turn around, sign up. She gives a dime for everyone per month until December to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It's a good cause. Sign up as a guest. You'll have a lot to look at, a lot to read, and some activities to participate in as well. Yeah. That's all I got. Help our children. Help the children. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. -bye. Take care.